Hey, hey, let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Hey, woo. We got to get hype. If you cannot be your own hype man, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why we're starting the episode like this. This is just what it is. And yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome back to Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively pursuing their passions and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. So this year, I want to get a little deeper with the podcast. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love bringing on guests and hearing their testimonials and their stories about their passion and learning various tips and tricks from them and like how they got to be where they are today. But like it says in the about section, Above the Mean is a podcast that explores the notion of individuality, finding your own path. And that is exactly what I want to do. So I'm thinking I'm going to test it out. We're going to see. I want to do some more solo episodes where we, I don't know why I keep saying we when it's just me. Well, I guess y'all are choosing to come on this journey with me. So technically it is a we. So like I was saying, um, as we dive into different topics and themes that revolve around individuality and essentially how you come into your own to make your passions and dreams come true. I've had a lot of changes in my life recently. Um, I don't necessarily wanna share too much just yet because they're still fresh. There's There's still a little bit of salt in that wound, so I'll probably dive deeper into those in another episode, But for today's episode, I want to really unpack the theme of, drumroll please, of failing and how to get the idea of failure out of your head. So as it turns out, learning to fail is a skill like any other. Meaning, it takes practice. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I have practice with this. Uh, I, I don't know where to start. The list of failures that I've had in my life is quite lengthy, a little extensive. But it's funny. <laughs> but it's funny because as I was trying to compile my list of failures for this episode, I had a hard time honing in on them just for the fact that I don't look at a lot of my failures as failures if you feel me they were lessons like I reflect back on them and I see them for what they were which was they were guides that have helped me and shaped me to basically become the person that I am but trust me I didn't always have this type of mindset this came from a lot of therapy and a lot of clarity therapy and clarity you know if it rhymes it's a good time um 
It came from me actively trying to change my mindset and change the way in which I looked at outcomes. I did do one little year of psychology where I took a bunch of psychology classes and one thing that I did pick up from them was the fixed mindset, which was essentially a idea created by Carol Dwick, a psychology professor at Stanford, and she calls the fixed mindset the belief that when you fail, it's a dead end instead of a step to the road of improvement. And what you want to have instead of a fixed mindset is a growth mindset, which is the ability to see failure as an opportunity to learn. So with that being said, I've comprised a list of four helpful ways to cope with failure that I've often used and reflected on to combat those negative thoughts that come with failing. Because in order to be quote-unquote above the mean or live above the mean, you're going to need to try. You're going to need to get out of your comfort zone and try new things. And sometimes you're going to fail at those things. And that is a-okay because you did it. You did the hardest part, which is just trying. So the first step for overcoming the barrier of fear is embrace your emotions. Failure is often accompanied by a variety of emotions. You have embarrassment, anxiety, anger, shame, sadness. Like those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head, but those feelings are uncomfortable. Like so many people in America, we do not know how to properly express our feelings. I would like to blame the school education system for that because we were never properly taught how to express our feelings, but I digress. But like I was saying, those feelings are uncomfortable and many of us would do anything to escape feeling emotional discomfort. And you got to nip that in the butt. Instead, you need to try meeting your emotions head on and really sitting with them. You might be tempted to say, I didn't actually want that job anyway. Or in my case, when I failed at making on to the basketball team and the volleyball team, I was just like, you know what? This season isn't going to be that great anyways. Like, I didn't want to be on the team. I didn't have enough time for it. But by doing that, you're merely just minimizing your pain and minimizing your feelings. But minimizing your pain won't make it go away. Distracting yourself or filling that void with food, drugs, or alcohol won't heal your pain either. Because trust me, I've tried. Those things will only provide you with temporary relief and leave you with a nasty hangover the next day. So go ahead and embrace your emotions. Acknowledge how you're feeling and let yourself feel bad for a bit. Because like the seasons, our emotions come and go and nothing ever stays the same. So that pain and hurt that you're feeling from that fear of being rejected or not getting what you wanted is only temporary and will pass. On to step number two which is, what's the worst that can happen? When I lost my vice presidential election in high school, and, ooh, no, no, no. 
Let's go with when I lost the beauty pageant that I was in for UT. My first instinct was to blame myself. Like, how could I mess up like that so bad in the very beginning? I'm talking, walked out on stage, smiled, looked at the judges, and had a full deer in a headlight moment. I forgot my opening line to my introduction. So you have me smiling away with my big gap tooth like I know y'all can't see my facial expression right now but it was it was pretty bad um eventually I did catch it and I was able to move on and continue with my introduction like nothing happened but it definitely did cost me the pageant for sure for sure for sure even though I think I had a tremendous comeback Um, My talent section was A1. If you were there, you know, I did a drawing of myself while doing poetry. Like, come on, who does that? That's A material right there. But my screw up was pretty bad. And it made me really question my self-worth and the notion or the thought of I should have practiced more. But I recently just found out that That type of behavior or mindset and the way that I was thinking is typical of women. So I was doing some research and I found out that women, when they mess up, are more likely to question their abilities and their skills, which is interesting. But when men screw up, they often point to outside factors that contribute to that mistake such as like a hot room or a phone ringing in the audience or like stuff being out of place and unorganized, which made them unable to think clearly. I don't know, men make up excuses for everything. But part of the reason this kind of self-blame is such a problem for women is that it inhibits women from taking risk in the future, which is not okay because some of the greatest accomplishments in life come from taking risks. If I've learned anything from my guests on the show this far is that they were all successful and got to be where they are today because they are risk takers. They are thrill seekers. They are not afraid to go after their passions. So when asked what's the worst that can happen, I mean, for me, sure, The worst outcome that I could think of was me embarrassing myself in front of all my friends and families and everyone else in the audience, but I could deal with that and I could live with that. I mean, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I could manage because I knew that although I may have messed up, I came back and I feel like that shows 10 times way more character. So I just try to focus on the rest of the pageant and make sure that every time that I walked on stage following that incident, that I would make it my best. And that's exactly what I did. And although the outcome wasn't exactly what I was anticipating or hoping for, I still tried. I didn't let that fear of me messing up get in my head and affect the rest of my performance. Thus leading us to step three. The point is not to pretend the mistake didn't happen. 
It's to remember you are more than your mistake. I'm sure that there has been plenty of times when you succeeded at that one particular action. And that's probably why you are so upset by the setback. I mean, for me, I had done tons of public speaking before this beauty pageant. And I I was pretty confident with my public speaking abilities. I mean, I knew I had I could speak well. I knew I liked talking to people, engaging, acting animated. Like this, I felt very comfortable doing all of this. And so for me to mess up during the pageant, it really, really hurt. And it really upset me because ultimately I knew I could do better than this. I, I was better than this. So this is where our fourth and final step come into play. Just have fun. I mean, balancing work with fun is pretty much key to anything. Learn to enjoy the process and embrace the challenge. I had so much fun gearing up towards the pageants with my pageant sisters, practicing with them, picking outfits together, getting our hair done, getting our nails done. I enjoyed the process of the pageant so much that that's what I was really trying to remember and use as my anchor for why I wanted to do this. I mean, I wanted to do it because I wanted to help out my nonprofit, but I also wanted that kind of sense of community and camaraderie. And that's what I got. And it's because of those fun moments that I had with them that it made the experience, the overall experience, worth it. Now, it would have made a beautiful story if I had said that I made that mistake in the beginning, but I came back and did tremendous throughout the rest of the show and ended up winning the entire beauty pageant. But, unfortunately, that wasn't what happened. That wasn't the case. Instead, however, I took those skills that I learned from the pageant and I apply them to my everyday life. Skills such as communication, discipline, and self-confidence. All things that I use today. So like I had mentioned earlier, when it comes to overcoming the obstacle of fear, it really all boils down to rearranging your thought process and changing your perspective of how you look at fear. So I was watching this anime the other day, like I do. It's called The Blue Period on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to check it out because it's really, really phenomenal. Honestly, not only is just the animation and the colors so beautiful and so breathtaking, but the depth of this show and the messages that they're trying to teach in each episode are so amazing that I it it almost trips me out honestly like I will rewatch episodes over and over just to really sink in the message that they're trying to teach and one episode was all about fear and just overcoming fear in order to really tap into creativity and while I was watching this I had a thought occur to me or this notion that We're so used to judging failure on a numerical scale. Like for instance, in school, all throughout school, we're taught if you get an A, that's 
good, that's passing. If you get a C or lower, that's failing, like that's bad. Or even if you receive a high score, a high numerical score, that's good, that's passing. If you get a low score, then you know that you've done something wrong. But how do we judge failure in life when there is no numerical scale to judge? Society has conditioned us to use class and money as a way to judge ourselves. But if we were to remove those superficial scales, what's left? There would be no passing or failing. You would simply just be. And how freeing and amazing does that sound? Essentially, I say all this to say, disregard the concept of pass or fail. Because once you remove those pressures, those unnecessary societal pressures that are put on you, and you start to just do things, not only just for the fun of it, but to be brave and to be courageous and to try new things, I promise you, you will not regret it. So I'm currently trying to put together a little above-the-mean book reading list, just essentially comprised of all the book recommendations that I've been given so far and books that I've found that I feel like will kind of help y'all along your journey of finding individuality, finding your creative spirit, or just basically motivational books to kind of help you get on your way. And I want to read an excerpt from one. It's called... Your Best Life Now by Joel Osteen. I just want to read this little excerpt because I felt that it was spot on with this episode's theme. Change starts right here. If you will change your thinking, God can change your life. You can't go around thinking thoughts of defeat and failure and expect God to fill you with joy, power, and victory. You can't go around thinking thoughts of poverty and lack and expect God to fill you with abundance. The two concepts are incompatible. Surprisingly, many people have a narrow, limited mindset. They think small, believe small, and expect small. And then they wonder why nothing big ever happens to them. It's in their own thinking that's keeping them in defeat. And I just thought that was so powerful because it's so true. Everything that you want to do and everything that you can will to be all stems from you and your thoughts. So that's why it's so important to keep not only a positive mindset or a positive perspective on things, but to look things straight on and see them for what they are, not to be afraid of them, not to find a million one excuses of why you shouldn't do something. But just take that one, that one thought of why you should and run with it. Just go with it and just see the endless possibilities that come from it. Because ultimately, it's not the fear holding you back from succeeding. It's the feeling that you're going to fail and mess up. And when you let that fear lead you to avoidance, you end up missing out on opportunities. Our emotions act faster than our brain, which brings me all the way back to the first step of overcoming the barrier of fear. Embrace your emotions. Acknowledge how you're feeling. Don't just set them aside. Two, 
think what's the worst that can happen and use that to ground yourself and to remember that nothing is truly as bad as it seems. Three, the point is not to pretend a mistake didn't happen. It's to remember you are more than your mistake. Four, balance work with having fun. Remember to enjoy the process and embrace the challenge. And then I just realized a fifth one that is probably one of the most important, which is to practice self-compassion. Now, imagine that it was your best friend who just bombed on stage. What would you tell them? Would you tell them that they're a failure and that they're never going to recover? That they should go hide under a blanket or hide under a rock? Or would you tell them that they've had plenty of success in the past and that they're going to overcome this and that maybe they'll even learn from this mistake? Self-compassion is the practice of offering yourself the same grace you'd give to others. And I feel like oftentimes we're our own worst enemy. So remember, go a little easy on yourself. It's okay. And that as long as you're having fun doing what you're passionate about, everything else will follow. So that is all for today's little mini episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. Would you like to hear more episodes like this? Or should I go back to the interview format? Let me know what y'all think. If you like the show, make sure to comment and subscribe and leave us a message on our latest Instagram. Like I said, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can find the link to the above the mean reading list in our Instagram bio, as well as the description below and in the show notes. You already know I'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday morning. So don't forget to follow our Instagram because I'll be uploading highlight clips and bonus reels from the podcast. And as always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.